Hi folks, Justin Rogers here. Nolan Bianchi replacing Wojo because he's out there. Do you know Wojo types with two fingers? I did not. That's, he's uh, he's a hunted pecker. That's and fun. Um, I don't know, some people say you could drop the hunt hand. So, uh, <laughs> great start to our first video of the year right there. Gonna <laughs> get this guy fired. Uh, we are coming to you from Fourfield. Uh, might have an overlay with tornado warnings from Fox 2 during the entire video we're shooting here, but uh, first preseason game in the books, Lions emerge victorious, doesn't matter. Let's talk about the things that do matter. Uh, most of the starters today were uh, glued to the bench. I don't even know if Jared Goff was in the building. He yeah. was. He okay, was, he was because they, uh, he the Lions be. posted a uh, picture of Maurice Alexander running down the sidelines and Jared Goff. Jared Goff on He looked like an emoji in the background. He was nice. Um, so this was a day about backups, right? Mm -hmm. Backups and Jameson Williams. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll get to Jameson in the middle uh, in a minute. But uh, what what stood out to you from today's performance? Well, Chase Coda obviously, you know, stepping in <laughs> right his, off the bat. His preseason Chase Coda makes four catches, sixty yards. I just wrote a Chase Coda story, so he's fresh yeah, on the brain. Fair enough. Uh, but but mainly, you know, him and, and Nate Sudfeld. I thought uh, Sudfeld obviously intercepted on at the start of the game, not necessarily his fault. Campbell kind of passed off the blame. That was Matt. The game. That was Matt Nelson's fault. Yeah, uh, I think he got hit low while he was letting go of it, um, and then he just he kind of felt like he just never really found a groove, uh, and it was really just a continuation. I feel of what we've seen in practice these last week or two. He, he, he hasn't had the best week, and tonight was kind of a culmination of that. Yeah. Look, it, I, I thought Nate Sudfeld had a really good early offseason. Mm -hmm. um, had a pretty bad practice, been about a week now, and then the next day, the Teddy Bridgewater agreement leaks. And um, I don't know, it just it feels like he has been shell shocked by that. Yes. Uh, even though. You know, Brad Holmes has said he was upfront and honest with with Sudfeld through the whole process. Um, you know, I think seeing that come to reality and realizing that I mean, his job is essentially gone. I know that they're they're treating it like an open competition, but that's that's Teddy Bridgewater's job. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that it's really I think affected him mentally, and it's carried over to to physically on the practice field and to a lesser extent of this game. But what are you going to do when? Second string offensive lineman blocking for you. It's sure. just that is, and and that a was league wide problem. And that was like the the thing that obviously came right out. Like you want to see Jameer Gibbs break a couple runs, and and it was kind of tough for him to get going uh, uh, in the middle there. Just, negative three, I think, on the first one. Yeah, I think there were three guys on him or something like that. So perfect. Um, that was kind of a, a red herring, if you will, for for what his day would kind of look like. He did break off a couple of nice runs. He did have a, a nice catch uh, that he turned into a nice. Sutton was running for his life yes, appropriately. Yes. Um, but for the most part, a good good preseason debut for him as well. Yeah, I came away impressed with the depth that we thought the Lions had in the front seven coming to fruition in this yes. game. Uh, you know, you look at their edge depth right now, and you've got Romeo Quara who led the team in sacks two years ago. I don't know, time is screwed up by COVID. <laughs> Flat circle. Uh, yeah, yeah, and you got James Houston who had eight sacks and like 140 snaps last year. Those guys are running with like the third and fourth yeah. team defense right now, and so that just tells you the level of depth they have. Julian Aquara, who I would call a forgotten man, and I'm speaking from maybe personal experience here, like he's just been so far off my radar. I put him on the outside looking in on my first roster projection, and I felt fairly comfortable with that. He goes out there and three sacks today. Yeah. I mean, just look like a monster. And again, you're going against second and third string offensive linemen. 
you should be a monster against those guys, but you can only knock down the pins as they're set up, and he absolutely did that. Romeo looked good. I thought James Houston looked good. Josh Pascal looked good. John Kaminsky looked good. Like, this team has suddenly a wealth of depth on the edges. I still want to see a little bit more from the interior to get that full uh, pressure package, I guess, going, but um, very good, promising first taste of uh, refined defense, if you will. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I would even classify Julian's performance as surprising. Like, not only has he been repping with the, the threes in practice, but he also, he's just been not noticeable throughout much of this training camp and, and even going back to the, the spring. So, Except for that interception. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he, he needed this day blunders, yeah. in the worst way. And uh, I'm sure he's, I know you talked to him after, but I'm, I'm sure he's pretty thrilled about it. I don't, I don't even know if I would use the, he, he's so he's so nonchalant you would think that he didn't even play a football game yeah but yeah. Um, let's talk about Jamal uh, you know Jameson Williams is he's a lightning rod and mm-hmm. quite frankly like I didn't really want to talk about him or draw attention to him because like it's just it's too much at times yeah. and um, you know so that's just natural curiosity with the first round pick there's definitely an element of struggles there, um, some off-field with the gambling suspension and whatever other stuff people want to latch on to. Obviously, some on-field with some drops and whatnot. We knew he was going to get a ton of work today. Probably got even more than I expected. Played three full quarters, uh, got about 50 snaps, and was involved in some of the craziest plays of the game, both yeah. positive and negative. You mentioned the the first Sudfeld interception. The second one, they wow. were, you know, Everybody was wrong on that play. Like, J-Mo didn't get separation. He didn't get off his jam. Sudfeld tried to force it in there. It felt like they were trying to – it was yeah. it was like a spring training baseball game. Like, yeah. go out there and work on your curveballs. Like, go get J-Mo <laughs> some passes. I don't know if that's true. It just it felt that way at times. But he dropped one, had a beautiful route to convert a two-point conversion. Um, certainly played the role of good teammate very well in terms of celebrating. I thought he tried very hard as a blocker. Um Overall, to me, it was a rough performance. Dan Campbell said he saw more good than bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's different different takes. Maybe he'll feel differently when he watches the film. But uh, I I would have liked to have seen a Julian Aquara like performance from Jameson yeah. Williams going against second and third string cornerbacks. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen six catches for a hundred yards because that's the type of talent he is, and it still it just isn't quite coming together. And I think Campbell says the best, like, urgency. Yeah. Time is running out. Yeah. You're going to be suspended six games. You need to perform now so that when you get back, you'll hit the ground running. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, going back to this last week of practice, um, you know, he, he was continuing to drop some passes. But one thing that was really noticeable was his lack of chemistry with Nate Sudfeld. But I don't even think he can place the blame on that today because the one that he dropped, it was, it was placed right in his bread basket. Great pass. And, it wasn't many great uh, passes. That was a great one. And, and I don't really know if there's anything else in this game that you can kind of, you know, push away or, or just cast aside like that. So um, I do wonder what next week looks like for him with Teddy Bridgewater coming in and if they can build some chemistry. I think there's a chance that preseason game number two looks a lot different. If they can, you know, if, he, if they Teddy can just find the touch, if they can just build a little bit of chemistry. It just has not been there with Nate Sudfeld all training camp. Yeah. So as much as today was maybe discouraging, which is people, crazy because that's who he's been working with, right? Campbell. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. you'd like to have seen it jump. 
Dan Campbell made a point, right? Big, big emphasis of why Bridgewater's coming in. Not only is he the insurance policy for Jared Goff, but he is renowned for working with young receivers and, and elevating them by just listening to them and talking with them and repping with them. Um, I, it's, it's a weird case with Jamal, right? Like, mm-hmm. look at that receiver room. Yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown, Marvin Jones, Khalif Raymond. I mean, just the most natural mentors mm-hmm. that don't put any pressure on you and just all you got to do is work to keep up with them. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, I'm not saying he's not working hard, mm-hmm. but he's not working at their level because they are setting the bar for this franchise. And yeah. um, I don't know, maybe maybe there will be some kind of click well, with, with Teddy that, that's not there with anybody else right now. And something that's super fascinating to me, and it's, it's all irrelevant in the grand scheme of things, but just the way that fans love him, right? Like this is the first night that anybody saw Jameer Gibbs, an electrifying player in his own right. Yeah. When they were showing him up on the screen, he got a big cheer. And then they showed Jamal on the screen. He gets like two to three times the cheers that Jameer Gibbs got. And it's just like, it's so indicative of the way that he's been treated by this fan base since he arrived here. And you wonder what might happen if he doesn't perform. Well, I, I think we saw a taste of that. Yeah. When he dropped that touchdown, there was, there was a murmur. And then when they showed the replay in slow motion and that ball bouncing off his hand and the defender not breaking up, it was the first time I heard like some unsettled boos. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't like a hundred percent of the crowd was booing, but there was a portion. Yeah. Right? And Detroit fans aren't Philly fans, but they're also not unendingly forgiven. Yeah. You know, at some point, if you don't start living up to your expectations, I think Eric Ebron is a great example, right? Like yeah. he came in here with first round uh, grades, I know people weren't as excited about that pick, but still, like, when he performed, people were for him, and as it kind of fell apart at the end, and the wheels started falling off, and the, the drops started accumulating, like, they didn't treat him kindly here. No, and no, and, I, and I do think that if you know, Jameson Williams serves this six-game suspension, comes back, and, and has moments like that where he drops yeah. a pass near the end zone, and they lose that game by three points... What are they going to talk about on 97-1? What are they going to? What is Wojo going to be over there hunting and pecking for his column? Right, yeah. like, um, and that just all proliferates in the the, the fans' mindset, yeah. the overall psyche. So, um, it is urgency. He does have to get it going, and it really starts next week with these joint practices with the Jags. Another opportunity, um, and, and you'd like to see things start clicking for the kid. Like I said, mm-hmm. I. I feel bad for him. I do. Yeah. There's a, there's a level of empathy there that that he's covered the way he is, mm-hmm. um, and and I try so hard as I'm covering him to make sure I'm finding and striking that right balance. But he's behind the eight ball right now. Yep. He's he's behind, and there's there's no mincing words there. He's got to be better. He's got to catch up. He's got to start living up to to the talent and the draft standing and the expectations. And the time is now. Yep. All right, we cover everything. No, we didn't no, cover we everything. Cover but everything. like Maurice Alexander, triple B button. Oh, that return cool. was excellent. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Accidental spin move followed by intentional spin move. That's how it, imagine. And yeah. and he's a guy who kind of on the roster bubble, and with Justin Jackson retiring in that kick return position now being even more vacant than yeah. it was previously. Did I could go a long way for him? Didn't hurt. No, they have. They have so many edge rushers and so many receivers. I don't they, know what to do. They really that. do. I know. I was thinking that yeah. earlier. Just so many. Cha- I mean, you're coming in tonight being like, Dylan Drummond's going to make this roster. Or, you know, he's yeah. he's, he's playing well. He's, you know, yeah, he's, fringe for sure. 
and then all of a sudden, like, you have another UDFA who's maybe playing just as well. And then yeah. based on the comments that Campbell made after the game, like, he said we want to get him more reps. He, you know, he does everything right. And, and both those guys have to still eclipse Antoine Green's potential, too. Yeah. Like, yep. Antoine Green is receiver six. Yep. yep. So And there's capital invested there. Exactly. Uh, that's enough. Cool. There's, it sounds like there's some flooding going on outside. It's 12.30. It's 12.30. Uh, we still have stories to write. Wines got an interception. Free Big Macs tomorrow. Don't forget. I wouldn't get one free Big Macs. Oh, yeah. But how much? How? So that is free Big Macs. McDonald's, do you pay for any of this advertising? You don't. I'm cutting it from the video. It's officially tomorrow, though, so we're, we could kind of go on our way on. All right. From Nolan, I'm Justin. Stick to Detroit News for all your Lions coverage.